Good morning, everyone. With me this morning is Dr. Cudaback, PhD. He is a professor of philosophy at Christendom College, where he's taught for over 25 years. He lectures wild, widely on topics including virtue, fatherhood, friendship, and household. And his professional writings appear in various academic journals and books. His book, True Friendship, was republished by Ignatius Press. His blogging and free courses at Lifecraft are renowned for applying an ancient wisdom to life today. And on a personal note, my oldest daughter has had Dr. Cutterback as a professor, and my oldest son has had his lovely daughter, Magdalena, as a teacher in Arizona. So um, although Dr. Cutterback and I have not met, I feel like I know his family. <laughs> Good to be with you, Kate. I feel them. I feel the same way too. I get to know a family through uh, teaching the children from it. So it's, it's always a great blessing of being a professor at Christendom. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I um, recently on Instagram, I took a, you know, a sabbatical over Lent from Instagram, but I ran into your Lifecraft videos and I just want to thank you for those. They're absolutely amazing. And I, they're thank so you. encouraging to me and I love the wisdom you share with them. So um, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate that. Okay, I, I'm, I am putting a bit of energy in that, trying to bring what I do in the classroom now to a to a broader audience, and it's a it's 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 a challenge to try to figure out the attention span thing and how long a video do you make and uh, so forth. But it's a it's a challenge that um, I I'm, I'm willing to work on. So Absolutely. I'm enjoying it very much. It's great to get that feedback. Thank you. Yes, I I truly enjoy them. Well, I cannot wait to hear what saints you have tripped over in your life. Well, I'm I'm excited to share, and actually relates to it. It it right there what we we're just saying. It just it popped to my mind. Um, in as much as I am a third order Dominican, and a charism of the Dominican order is preaching. This course OP means the order of preachers. And so that obviously applies in a very special way to the to the first order, the, the friars, but even those of us who are blessed to have a vocation to be part of that religious community as laymen participate in some way in that charism of preaching. And so that fits very well with teaching and with trying to do these other things at my website, Lifecraft, and making videos. And so that takes us back to the beginning of the story or this story, this chapter, important aspect, this thread in the story of my life. Um, when I was a little boy, um, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but my sister um, had a book that was a biography of St. Dominic and it was called St. Dominic and the Rosary. Um, I think it's been reprinted. The author's name is Catherine Beebe, B-E-E-B-E. -E -E -E. Her husband, and was an illustrator, and she wrote a number of saints' books. So this was, I had never heard of St. Dominic. I mean, so I don't know how old I was, you know, seven, eight. And I, and I said, she said, 
you might enjoy this uh, book. I think the book had been given to her by my grandmother, our grandmother. And so I started to read it and it was just, you know, as you look back, it was one of those special experiences where clearly in a loving divine providence, God was introducing me to a special friend, someone that he wanted me to meet for reasons that I couldn't possibly have known. And, um, and there's images that I haven't, I've never gone back and read the book again. I really ought to do that. But there's images that just that remain in my imagination of St. Dominic as a, as a little boy um, sleeping on the floor uh, rather than sleeping in a bed. And uh, that, that one, particularly in, in lots of the, the story of his zeal for souls, the story of his staying up late all night with the innkeeper who had become an Albigensian, and, um, and then you know, starting an order. And, and of course, also famously, we don't know the exact history, but in some special way, the Blessed Mother um, kind of giving him the rosary or giving him kind of a commission, especially to kind of develop and preach the rosary, which is then became a special charism of, of Dominicans. So, so when a few years later, when I was, um, of course, choosing a patient for confirmation, well, lo and behold, not a, um, I, I chose Dominic. And uh, I, I love that aspect of being able to um, choose your own name. You know, you're given your baptismal names then here. And in the case in the, in the Latin rite, we choose our own name then for a confirmation saint. And, uh, and, and I chose Dominic just because I, I, I felt that we had a special relationship. Well, um, you know, just fast forward then a few years to uh, when then I'm a student at college. I actually went to Christum College myself and was studying especially philosophy and theology and falling in love with it and, and discerning then at the end of my college years, I would go on for graduate studies and philosophy. Um, I, I'm studying at Catholic University in Washington, D.C., and there's a major Dominican house of studies right next to it. And uh, that thus it is a center of the third order. So I start to go there. I'm going to mass. And, and, and what do I discover? Well, this deep connection between St. Dominic and this other saint, the great St. Thomas Aquinas, who had already been the patron of my studies and who really is kind of the greatest. There's a fascinating, they never knew one another. St. Tom, Thomas Aquinas was just one generation after St. Dominic. But you might say um, in the formation of the order and in giving it, it kind of its form and the intellectual grounding, he certainly didn't do that alone. It already had its in fundamental intellectual grounding, its, its kind of intellectual bent, its emphasis of the word of God and preaching the word of God. Well, St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, as the great theologian, comes along and just kind of un un unfolds that in a profound theological way. And so I discover, wow, who, who would have thought kind of the patron of my now kind of new as a grad, as undergrad, as a grad student, especially then my new kind of intellectual vocation, my intellectual life, that this intellectual patron here is, as it were, a son of St. Dominic and still very much in that same spirit. So this man that had founded the Dominicans in, 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 in prayer and penance, it, 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 it preaching, it expands to include this profound intellectual element. And uh, so for me, it was just such a joy then because, of course, I knew I was moving towards teaching.
and teaching is again very closely connected to preaching thus a very much a charism of the order so to find well, wow from from my earliest years living the spiritual life and trying to grow in the spiritual life saint dominic was a patron that was preparing me in a way that i never could have imagined to in some sense hand me off to his son of saint thomas aquinas and and be a teacher and thus a kind of preacher in my own way as a layman that is so beautiful so if it's okay i want to back up to one point um so i am a college convert so for those listeners that might not understand what does it mean to be a third order dominican as a layman what is that sure what does that mean well the great 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 question in 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 brief um the major religious orders um in god's providence of course they're kind of the heart of them is those who enter into what the church calls the religious state which is where they take vows of the three evangelical councils of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So you refer officially to the religious brothers and sisters or religious priests, um, uh, as opposed to a secular priest. You know, normally a parish priest in a diocese is not a member of a religious order. He is a cleric, but he is not a member of a religious order. But if you go to a monastery uh, for men or women, here you have people vowed poverty, chastity, and obedience. This is what's called um, the religious state. It also is traditionally called the state of perfection. doesn't mean that everyone in it is perfect, but it's a state that especially is is conducive to spiritual perfection. So you have, you have Dominicans, you have Franciscans, you ha- have the Benedictines. Well, in, in God's providence, that the church has set these up such that you can have also people that don't enter the properly religious state um, can still in some way become a member of that family, become associated with that religious family. So you might have heard of Benedictine oblates. Those are a kind of often lay people that are associated with a Benedictine monastery and tend to be under the direction of, say, the Benedictine monks, and they work together in various and sundry ways. There's, there's, there's third order or lay Carmelites. So the major... Uh, um, religious families have this dominicans too from earliest days there were these lay people that kind of wanted to be part of it or would support the religious friars or the religious nuns um that the second order of dominic refers to the religious nuns the cloistered nuns the first order of the friars then you have the third order which can include also some religious that can be a little bit confusing, but let's not sweat the details. It, there's a such thing as the vocation. A layman like me, I entered um, before I was married, but I was a layman. If I had if I had decided to go on and become a, a diocesan priest, I could have remained a third order Dominican, but I you know then ended up um, getting married and obviously now a family man. And, uh, but I could live, it's, it's just a gift of living according to a Dominican spirituality. It's just, a, it, it adds a special color and gift to your spiritual life, which obviously always is still essentially the same as, all, as anyone else's spiritual life. That's beautiful. Thank you for explaining that. Sure. Um, I know that was one of my big questions when I 
you know, the further you get into your faith as a Catholic, the more beauty you find, the more things just keep opening and building. Right. And then you find out about things like this that, you know, quote unquote, a normal married couple could could do. And it's it's such a beautiful gift of the church. Exactly. It 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 really it really is and i and i have to say if if you're wondering okay well you know, what would be the difference uh between one family and then in the next it's always there always there's never an essential difference right? because holiness the spiritual life is always essentially the same but that doesn't mean there can't be different things highlighted and if you ask what um i anticipate your question i know what's coming next anyway what kind of what tends to characterize the dominican family I'd say is a couple different ways of putting it, but particularly an emphasis on the word of God, on, on as it were, receiving, feeding upon the word of God, making it one's own, and then having that bear fruit in sharing it with others. There's a couple different models of the Dominican order. One of them is simply veritas, truth. Um, the other uh, motto is to contemplate and then share the fruits of contemplation with others. So I think this is a particularly beautiful thing. Are there others in the church that do this? Absolutely. But it's just, it, this is this is something though that particularly in the Dominican family, there's an emphasis on continual ongoing formation of the mind for the sake of, of developing ourselves as God calls all of us to, developing our insight into spiritual things is a a very important part of anyone's spiritual life. But you can have, as it were, a special call to do that further in view of being able to then share that with others. And so that's why, again, I I just look back and I smile at, wow, you know, God's God's generosity of of bringing me together. And when I was eight years old, I didn't notice that aspect of St. Dominic, but his but but his experience with the Albigensians and how they needed to be formed. They didn't understand certain things. So to call together a community of friars and then the nuns would be praying for them to form their minds by being steeped in scripture and in the tradition and then to be able to go and present that truth you know in many ways this is a dominican age this is an age again for preaching we can't go into it now but many aspects of the world in which we live is similar to the albigensians they actually it was a form of an old manichaeanism which had gone way back to the time of St. Augustine, where there's not an appreciation of the proper nobility of the human body. And, and, and so the, it recurs throughout all ages, and here we are now, especially in, in this weird time where there's this kind of cult of the body, but at the mm-hmm. same time an extreme denigration of, of the body and not appreciating its key role in human life and in the spiritual life and the Christian life. And so it's, it's, it's a, a great age again for us to be forming our minds in scripture, in tradition, and bringing these truths according to God's plan the best we can to those around us. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, and I'd love for you to also touch on how that's led you to Lifecraft with that beautiful charism of teaching and sharing the fruits of what you've learned. 
it seems like that was just a completely ordained next step to do something like this. Well, that's exactly the way I feel, Kate. I appreciate you putting it that way. It's it. I, I love being in the classroom. Nothing, nothing will ever replace being in the classroom. But I started this website. Originally, it was called Bacon from Acorns, named after how I fatten my pigs. That's another story. Um, <laughs> but I then changed it to, uh, and that was just because you feed pigs acorns and their pork especially the bacon is has this heavenly flavor that you never could have imagined and so bacon from acorns just reminds me of god's providential goodness his plan is always better than we've realized right so that that was the always. idea there but but everyone said to me you have to have a name that says something about what you're doing so i changed it to lifecraft because there's a truth given to us by the Lord that's written into nature, available even to philosophy and then fulfilled in theology. It gives us direction for crafting a good life. The most mm -hmm. important thing we can craft is a good human life. First of all, taking responsibility for our own, and then in various and sundry ways, all of us are called to help others craft their lives, especially in, and especially focus on that as parents. I mean, life crafting, it's about household. Household is a place where we craft the good life together, beginning with the spousal relationship and having that overflow to the children. And so the principles that I've studied in, in good philosophy and I've been teaching for years about friendship about the nature of family, about the nature of, of procreation and, and, and raising children, about the nature of the household uh, in the relationship between the household and the broader community, interaction with the natural world. There's, there's so much in our tradition that is so feeding, that's so fortifying to give people direction in these dark ages, in these dark times where even people who really badly want to see these principles and want to live by these principles really want to craft a good life. Very often, how many young couples do I meet who say they want to craft a life that's different than what they had been given, perhaps? Or even if their parents did their best and gave them great things. Now in these particularly changing and challenging times, they have the sense of, I have need, to, need to step it up in my own household. So life, Lifecraft is all about making that more possible, and articulating the principles that form the mind and the, thus inspire the heart, and then giving more concrete direction. I like to say learning from the past, living in the present, or applying an ancient wisdom to the challenges of our times there's 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 this is life changing for people to see especially i think good philosophy and, that's, and so this is what i teach philosophy is always the handmaid the servant of theology i think in, we're in an age where right thinking just by the light of natural reason that's particularly what we mean by philosophy as opposed to theology it's just using the light of natural reason that God gave us, such as Aristotle and Plato did. They weren't always right, but they, we can learn an awful lot from them. And, and it's a way of being able sometimes to reach people today that wouldn't have been open to the higher uh, principles of divine revelation because it's speaking to that voice that's always working in their heart, even apart from divine revelation. But it's also a way of feeding and fortifying the Christian soul with a light that God intends us to have. So to bring about out kind of a natural wisdom, what are the cardinal virtues? How do you how do you cultivate these virtues? You know, this is so such rich material. Working on it so many years in the classroom, I've just looked for ways now at the website, both by 
posts I do every Wednesday with simple quotations from philosophers or, or more contemporary thinkers also. And now I've particularly expanded into, into turning out videos because I, I think I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go to TikTok because frankly, I don't, I don't think anyone should be on TikTok to just speak very directly to you. But the reality at the same time is people are um, turning to audiovisual material to be educated, to be formed in certain ways that they weren't able to be formed, say, in their own schooling. And so to provide some good material there, to me, it's in the spirit of St. Dominic. I, 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 I'm trying to be very aware of the dangers, the challenges of technology, and I speak about that using certain technologies to try to convey, let's get back to the real, let's get back to the natural, the non-virtual, that, because that's where life most of all is lived. But I'm using virtual media to try to convey that message, give people the principles they need to address fundamental issues in their life. Again, regarding the spousal relationship, parental relationship, friendships, community, living close to the earth, good work. And because I think these are the fundamental things that make a very, very big difference in trying to live the Christian life today. I completely agree. I think 100% of people, no matter what stage they're at in life, once they hit even early adulthood, they are in search of what they want their life to look like, what they want the next step to be, what they want their goals to be, and they're searching. And I think that those of us that have been given a charism to be on certain places in social media and be virtual that can, you know, just throw beautiful seeds out there and stand firm and say, okay, I am not going to get caught up in the scrolling or the wasting time for my family, but I am going to have a presence and I am going to stand firm and say, okay, in your scrolling, in your searching, let me give you another option. Here's yep. here's what I've learned. Here's what we've seen. And I think that goes so beautifully with what you were talking about, the fruit, sharing the fruit. You right. contemplate, you go in, you share the fruit, and then you go back and you contemplate again. And yep. Um, yep. I think it's so important that I think in talking to different friends, I think there are friends that have different charisms where social media is not a place where they should be or where they've been called to be. But those of us that have been asked to be there, we have a responsibility to stand firm and to protect ourselves and put the fruit out there. (laughs) And I 100% agree with you about TikTok. Um, I do not have any peace about it at all. So you won't find me on there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we we have to find the right means. And... It, it it's hard it's hard discernment some people on some of these issues will come to different conclusions and that's mm-hmm. in in, mm-hmm. in my treating of principles of the household um you know this we need to get in the weeds i mean i my main audience is is well i was going to say young couples it's it, it's not just the young it's it's you know people people my age who are now transitioning to having being grandparents there's always new issues that we're looking at and one of the big ones is this technology one 
And um, I have I have online courses at the website that are it's all, all the material is free by the way. And there's one that's called Man of the Household. And the other's called Woman of the Household. And it, it gives universal principles. But then again, we, you have you have to start talking about all right, well, how how are you going to treat the technology question? Yes. How are you going to deal with with these very real life? I'll say life in the rich sense of life, life threatening things. And it's, it's not a matter of fear. You know, right. we, we trust in the Lord and we move forward trusting in his grace. Um, but we have to be savvy. We have to be intentional. And that's, that's one of the, the main things that I like to encourage people. It, we have to be extremely intentional now in our relationships. That much the age that we live in simply demands. Yes. We have to have ongoing formation of the mind formation of the heart and looking for mentorship and looking for relationships that's going to help us to sort that out because we can't do it alone i agree and, and and obviously we can't do it alone without god but i mean we're not even be able to do it without the help of friends yeah. and a strong community too i agree i agree oh i feel like i could talk to you forever about all of these things and go off on a friendship tangent and a technology tangent right um, but i want to honor your time and thank you so much for all of the wisdom is there is there a special saint that you would say that for people that do want to look into your life craft that maybe they should ask for their intercession um well it, 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 there is one that immediately jumps to mind. Not that there, not that there aren't others, um, but you know Saint Joseph. Um, I I I take him as a special patron in all the work that I do, uh, in part because kind of central to my approach to household, because I think this is a central to God's approach to household, is that the husband and father is a kind of first point, a kind of starting point um, through which God seeks to work. And I think the renewal of households is going to come especially, certainly not only, but in a special way by men recognizing that one of the big lies of our age is that the, the lie that takes men away from home, the lie that makes men think that the main thing they'll do is out there. And it, it, it have Aristotle said a society will produce the kind of men that it honors. We honor quote success outside of the home. Right. Especially for men. We do not honor success, which is the much richer kind of success in the home. And St. Joseph is such an example of a man that Almost no one around would have noticed him. Yeah. He had no concern about what other people thought of him. Mm -hmm. He knew that what had especially been given to him, that man among men, was to craft a good life in the home of Nazareth with his wife and with his son. Yes. And that was his focus, and it should be and can be much more the focus of husbands and fathers that we can learn so much from him and benefit so much from his intercession. So I pray to him to help me in, in thinking about these things and trying to help others to do it. So he he's, he's my go-to. That is so wonderful. 
Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time this morning. And I will absolutely be putting all of the information in our show notes. That way people can find Lifecraft and um, just build a beautiful life inside the home for their family. Okay. Thank you so much. Great. I appreciate you doing this and inviting me. God bless you and your work. Thank you. Hi, thank you so much for joining us for Tripping Over the Saints. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new friend, and I cannot wait to introduce you to more new friends. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, we would love for you to join in at Patreon. The donations you make go directly to cover the hosting, technical support, and donations we make to our speakers and podcasters and missionaries that come on the show to introduce us to someone new. Have a great day, and I cannot wait to talk to you again.